Welcome to Imagine Radio, featuring insights and opinions from thought leaders and subject matter experts in the HIM and healthcare industry to help you stay educated and informed. This is Imagine Radio. I'm your host, Todd Youngblood. Welcome back. We've got with us two folks that are experts in education. Is that fair to say? Please welcome Heather Lindsay. She's director of HIM and Susan Benedict, the coding education supervisor with Renown Health. Heather, Susan, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for swinging by. Heather, can you give us just a quick broad brush overview of Renown Health? Sure. Renown Health is a leading organization in Northern Nevada. We are the only level two trauma center in our area. And we are an interdisciplinary organization. And so we have facilities, um, two acute care facilities, a rehab facility, a skilled nursing facility, a home care, and a hospice. And more specifically, what's your role? I am the Health Information Management Director for Renown Health. So I oversee all of our HIM operations, including our coding department and our coding university. Got it. So that's sounding close to home, isn't it, Susan? (laughs) That's What's your piece of this operation? Um, So my role is supervisor of our coding education programs. My background is actually CPC. So I was manager of our professional fee coding for a number of years and was brought over to the facility side to help facilitate creating this program and getting ourselves, um, I'm kind of stepping forward, but getting ourselves out of the contract coding business so much that we rely a lot upon. So I help facilitate hiring the trainees and as we were developing the program, what vendor we were going to use and getting all the data together to get buy-in and and approval from leadership. Is that all? (laughs) It's <laughs> enough to keep you busy, I think. I wear some other hats, too, I sometimes. Gotcha. Okay. You two are doing a presentation for here at the AHIMA conference tomorrow, is that correct? Today. Today. Oh, my goodness. Coding University, correct? Correct. Tell us a little bit about it, Susan. This is our warm-up. So, okay. Uh, so we're going over basically the development, the idea. Heather can speak to kind of where the justification came from, but we're also my piece in in the presentation is a lot of, you know, what are the things that we looked at as we were developing the program as far as what kind of education could we give these trainees? Because these are people that don't necessarily have any type of formal education, possibly, or any training background. So how we developed the program, how, what vendors we landed on, and then the great piece about our program is we have in-house training to kind of complement that because a lot of times you can go and get a certificate, coding certificate, but you don't have experience. And that's always that right, catch right. 22. So that's the success story really for us. Okay. You talked about what education. Can you give us some of the details on that? What are some of the key topics, the most important? So coding education, one of the things, especially with facility coding and especially with ICD-10 here now, you really, and several of the sessions we were at this weekend, really iterate that, that you have to have a lot more clinical knowledge than maybe possibly even the, even in the past or on the profi side, but you need to really know the disease processes, anatomy and physiology, medical terminology, really understanding that pathophysiology between the two disease processes or, you know, the two sides of it, understanding how things link, even medication, understanding medication management. So our program really goes through a lot of those and then learning, diving into what coding is and all the different guidelines and how you code. Got it. Uh, Heather, Susan mentioned that you would talk about the justification <laughs> for it all. I mean, that's a real issue. It, I look at ICD-10. Shoot, I could memorize all 10,000 codes in an afternoon, right? 
Obviously not. <laughs> but it, it is a significant investment for an individual, for an organization, for a clinic, for whom, whomever's looking at it. So mm-hmm. give us a little insight into that. Sure. Yeah. So about four years ago, when I started working for Renown Health, we were heavily reliant on contract coding, which was a significant dollar amount associated with that. And with the implementation of ICD-10 and the reduction of productivity that was anticipated, it was going to more than double our number of coders we needed. So we were asked by senior leadership to come up with a solution. And so we created our coding education program that allows us to take anybody, regardless of their background, and train them and give them that foundation to be a successful coder. And so four years later, we've had one graduating class and one more to come up in January. Congratulations. So we've had 13 graduates so far, and we've saved um, about $5 million in contract coding services. Wow. Yeah. I mean, $5 million is a lot of zeros. <laughs> it is. So um, in our first year, it was $2.7 million that we saved. And we had um, about a $6 million budget. And we would have had to ask for that $2.7 million additional to what we had because of the ICD-10 decrease in productivity. That is a serious return on that. This, your CFO must love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that struck me, comments that you both made, when I think about education, what the, stu- the knowledge the student comes in with makes a big swing. And I know I've been in courses where, I mean, I was way ahead of knowledge of half the class. And so I was bored stiff mm-hmm. sitting in the group. And I've had the exact opposite happen to myself as well, where everybody else sitting around me is going, why are they covering this? Any idiot knows it. And it's like, mm-hmm. this idiot doesn't. <laughs> I mean, how do you deal with that? Because you've got people with diverse backgrounds, mm-hmm. diverse levels of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And this, I, that seems like a heck of a big challenge. So one of the things that we were able to do with the training is we do have, we do look at individuals that maybe have other coding experience. Actually, one of our trainees, kind of success story graduates, she actually is an MD. And so for some personal reasons, took a different path before she finished her residency. So when she came in, obviously she knows MedTerm, she knows AMP, she knows all those things. So we were able to work, part of the program we have with the vendors is they can test out of those modules. So instead of sitting through, you know, this big, long module and going through every element, they can just she could have go taught, ahead and she test could have it taught out. The class, Correct. Right? Yeah. So we do have those options for people that they can test out of things. The education, the online education, though, the way it's set up, even if you do have that education, and like for myself, med terms are refresher, but it's been a lot of years, it's still very interactive. And the way that the program um, interfaces that information is they really take medical terminology, anatomy and physiology, and that pathophysiology, and they kind of build on each other and really tie it back to that disease process, that body system. So it's it's not just reading this big textbook. There's a lot gotcha, of interactive gotcha. things, tests, quizzes, even word searches, just to keep it alive. So gotcha. Yeah, and to add to that, it's not a bunch of people sitting in a class together. Mm-hmm. It's an online education. So people get to move at their own pace and make sure that they truly understand the, the material before they move on to the next concept. Mm-hmm. So even though we have a class there, they don't all have to be at the same part of the program. So they're able to move at what piece makes sense for them. Yeah. So I just want to make sure I understand it. It's primarily an online, self-directed, one person at a time mm-hmm. learning. Is that Are there group mm-hmm. discussions and exercises as well? Yeah. I've always found that to be 
I like a combination of both, personal. Yeah, personal so preference. it is a combination. Our first, we have two phases to the program. The first phase is the online kind of individual, but they do sit next to each other. So they're able to still have that interaction. And we do a lot of hands-on stuff with them. And then we created a second phase of the program, which really gives them that hands-on ability to actually work in the patient's medical record. And they're assigned an auditor that works as their mentor. So they're actually assigned somebody that's very seasoned in coding that can impart that knowledge as they work through our training process. So they don't lose that team ability to have those conversations. As our staff have shared with us all the time, even at breaks and lunches, if they're having like a really difficult case, sometimes just having that break and talking with somebody else about mm-hmm. it yep. um, kind of helps the them walk bulb, through it. Exactly. Light bulb pops on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the future. Great. I congratulate you for getting your first two classes through. Mm-hmm. Not enough. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Let's talk about the future a little bit. How are you going to ramp this thing up? Because the need for that, for people with the kind of skills that you're providing the education for is critical. So Heather, yeah. I'll, I'll look to you for that. Sure. You're um, going to have 70, 80 classes <laughs> next year. So we actually um, work for Renown Health. And so our first goal right now is to just get our number of coders that we need. So we need about 50 coders between our coders, our leads, and our auditors. Wow. And so, you know, we started out four years ago with three employed staff. So we have a little ways to go on that. So we have a three-year plan to be completely out of contract coding from just a normal coder basis and a five-year plan to get those leads and those auditors. And then beyond that, we've been talking with our organization to see, you know, if there's other ways to market our program because it's successful. Um, One of the things that we are doing is we're sharing our story. So we were published um, with our vendor um, just this week. It's actually at the convention here, our white paper related to our coding program and kind of how we set up our foundation and what's made it successful. And then we're also presenting this afternoon at 3.15 to really share our story and to make those connections so that we can help other people create this type of program in their organization. Wow. Ladies, I wish we had more time to talk about it more. I can tell just the excitement is exuding from the two of you. You're, <laughs> you're obviously very proud of what you've done, and it's yes. a heck of an important piece of it's work. Been that, a good, it's been a great experience and a lot of success. Before I let you go, Heather, how can folks get a hold of you so they can pick your brain a little bit more? I'm going to ask you the same question in the second, Susan. (laughs) Sure. Um, My email address is hlindsey, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, at renownhealth.org. Susan? Susan Benedict at Renown. It's S-Benedict, B-E-N-E-D-I-C-T, at renown.org. Heather Lindsay, Director of HIM, and Susan Benedict, Coding Education Supervisor from Renown Health. Thanks for taking the time out and sharing the story. Thank interesting, you. Thank interesting, you. fun, exciting work you're doing. Thank you. That wraps this segment. On behalf of my guests, Heather Lindsay and Susan Benedict, I'm Todd Youngblood. Imagine Radio will be back in just a couple of minutes. Imagine Radio. 